Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Space Monkeys. This is the second part of a special crossover between Oz9 and Mission Rejected. If you haven't heard part one yet, head over to the Mission Rejected feed and do so now. Go ahead. I'll wait. Did you listen to part one? I hope so. If you didn't, don't come crying to me when you find this confusing. You really are brusque, aren't you? I prefer to think of it as direct. I suppose you would be more... Cuddly? Perhaps a hand-holding recap of what happened last time? Pretty much! In part one of our epic crossover, the Extraordinary Missions Force, led by Skip Granger, were in pursuit of their arch-enemies Chet Phillips, Athena O'Brien, and the Admiral. They tracked them to none other than our beloved French Lick, Indiana. But first, they encountered our very own Mrs. Sheffield, who has apparently become unstuck in time. Tell them about the dimensional door! I'm getting to it! Hidden in the depths of the cave is a door that acts as a gateway in time and space. Owing to the Admiral's zealousness, he and the secret agents fell into a dimensional rift. The Admiral has vanished, leaving Chet and Athena in the clutches of Mrs. Sheffield. Skip, Bowden, McGrath, and Gloria have materialized on the Oz-9, swapping places with Jesse, Leet, Dr. Theo, and Dr. Von Habesetzer who have been taken into protective custody at EMF headquarters under the care of Section Chief Zelda Anders. Okay, we're on the clock here. If you didn't listen to the first part, it's on you. Cue the theme music. May I? You're in the zone. Mission Rejected and Oz-9. Tonight's episode... Mission Flip.
our uninvited guests from Mission Rejected are being escorted to the bridge by the Albatross. The trip to the bridge only involves one detour to show the strangers an airlock and how simple it is to open one. And may I just say that without any training at all, the Albatross makes a perfectly competent tour guide. I am completely lost and a little hungry. Welcome to the Oz 9. You brought guests. Uh, who said that? Another AI? Invisible Brit. Mostly invisible. A long story. Just go easy on the owls. Uh, hello. Talking zebra? That is perfectly normal. We're secret agents on a very important mission. I'm Agent Granger, and- I'm Greg. What you got there? Uh, I, I'm not sure, actually. I, I found it on the floor. It looks like a manual for a popcorn maker that's embedded in the captain's chair, but I think it's an Acadian. Canadian? Acadian. Ancient dead language from Mesopotamia. Who writes a manual in a language from the 3rd to 1st millennium BCE? Did you say popcorn maker? Oh, dang, about the only food we have left in any quantity is popcorn kernels. And that thing's been on the fritz since the Fugu incident. Anyone speak Acadian? Well, I don't speak it, but I can read a, a bit. I could take a shot at it. As captain of this ship, I am ordering you to translate. I really want some popcorn. Skip, why do you speak Acadian? No one speaks it, McGrath. It's a dead language, but if we could get back to introductions... Uh, say, is your invisible fellow drinking a martini? This invisible man has a name. Colin. And I wouldn't be caught dead without a martini. Tangare? Aviator. Populist. But passable. Agreed. You know his gin choice, but not his name. Yeah, sure, that tracks. And you are? Joe. Hi, Joe. I'm a- Get to translating, popcorn boy. Oh, come on, does anyone actually care who we are? You're the man who can fix the popcorn machine, which makes you the most useful hop-on we've had yet. So if you could, um, <clears throat> get back to translating. Does this happen often? More than you might think. So, how did we get here? How should we know? Could I have one of those, do you think? A large one? I want one, I want one. Make mine dirty. Ah! How did we get here, and how do we get home? Hang on a tick, where's Leet? I can't find him on any of my senses. Or Jesse, or those two sciencey people. Oh dear, that's going to be a problem. Who's Leet? Our IT guy and hacker. Have you seen him? Mostly chest. Oh, yes, we did, I think. There was a blur of shiny chest. It got really crowded and dense for a minute, and then we mm. popped through to the ship. It appears they used gazelle fat for oil. I don't suppose you have that? We have pufferfish livers. Uh, Skip, did uh, you notice the chest? It was sort of hard to miss. I got the feeling he was going the other way, though. Are you telling me Leet is on Earth? A hundred and twenty-some years in the past? Alarm. Uh, what? Please. Okay, Olivia, just... Alarm. Just calm down. Calm down? Wow. AIs are a lot more advanced than in our day. Alarm. Put your head between your knees. Alarm. What head? What knees? Alarm. I can do it. She can. Alarm. I don't think invisible and digital quite the same column. Alarm. What is happening here? Alarm. The lights are flickering. Alarm. And the hallways are full of smelliness. My God, Gloria, do you know the kind of money I could be making up here as a dialect coach? Alarm. What kind of fake accent is that? Alarm. 
He's our other assassin. And what a wonderful accent he has. Alarm. What is all this nonsense? Alarm. Who are these people? What Alarm. is Olivia making with the weeping and the crying? Alarm. McGrath, Gloria, uh, Miss Albatross, a, a word Alarm. in your ear? Yes. I'm starting Alarm. to think without leet, is it? Your AI isn't going to be very helpful. <laughs> it's adorable you think she's ever helpful. Are you thinking... Yes. I can temporarily replace him. I'll just need McGrath's snap face machine and a little help to replicate his voice. And a body tag. Also, a sumo suit. Do you have any idea how big Leet is? I'm a highly trained actor. He's very convincing. Is he also inflatable? Ah! How long have you been there? From the beginning. Your martinis. Ah, splendid. Thank you. Have you ever thought about putting a bell on your invisible brick? Bell? No. Duct tape? Yes. Bowden, while you distract Olivia, I'm going to see if I can hack in from one of the consoles and figure out how we got here. This will work! It sure will! Oh, dear God. You two are a couple, right? Why do I feel like your great-great-granddaughter will be named Madeline? And so Bowden and McGrath fire up the face-making thing, and I, I don't, I, I can't. Look, even Samuel Beckett and Franz Kafka would be calling BS on this. You're just jealous. <clears throat> Alarm. I have returned to you. Huh? Late! You have got to be kidding me. Where's the rest of you? Keep her talking. I just need 90 seconds or so. The perils of space travel, I think. I got squeezed. I expect I'll blow up like a... Do not say it. Puffer fish. Surely you don't just love me for my acreage? Uh, I think I do, actually. Plus, you're wearing a shirt. Shall I remove it for you? <gasps> Excuse me? Nah, I'm alright, thanks. How did you get back anyway? Why did you not stay on Earth? That's not really leet, you idiot. Oh, do not be stupid. It is clearly leet. You see? <sighs> It is his face. Careful. Yes. Why am I holding his face? That's not Leet. Oh, thank goodness for that. But you have to admit, I'm still pretty good looking. You lot aren't winning any popularity contests up here, just saying. And the bar ain't high. Got it. You know I knew you were in there, right? I know. You were gapped, by the way. Yeah. Any idea who did it? Did what? Uh, I forget. Why is this manual an ancient Acadian, anyway? Well, this ship was outfitted by drunken frat boys, as far as we can tell. All the manuals are in ridiculous languages. The signage can't be read by anyone who doesn't have infrared vision. And there are no night vision goggles. Uh, no night vision goggles? I saw a crate of them in the hallway. And what's that box over there marked NV Gog? How goes the translation? Not bad, actually. Can you believe the sexist ages term, old maid for unpopped kernels, dates back to the first century BCE? We never learn. Skip! McGrath, did you get what we need? I sure did. We went through a highly localized rift in time and space. If it's stable, we should be able to pass back through, back to French Lake. If the door is going to appear again, it will be back where we first arrived. We have to go. What about the popcorn maker? Well, if I understand this bit about using dried reeds and a swallow's tongue, I... <gasps> Got it! You are my hero. Wow, you really like popcorn. Um, sister, I feel you. Hey, Buku isn't so bad. For poison. 
Miss Albatross, can you show us the way back to where you found us? Nothing would give me greater pleasure. Do try to keep up. Meanwhile, on present-day Earth, Jessie is wandering the streets when, as if hearing its siren call, she finds herself outside the Happy Haggis pub in the wee Glasgow section of town. Must you set up every little thing? Unlike some people, I don't drone in my performance. You know that scenes can establish themselves, right? That is not what they taught us at the Ron Howard School of Expository Sciences. Oh, Lord. Listen up, Obi. Welcome to the Happy Haggis, little Glasgow's finest and meanest pub. Thank you, mate. I was just wandering the streets when I found myself here. Almost as if I heard a siren call. Ah, oh, crap. There, there. We're gonna get you, Lassie. A pint of your finest whiskey, my good man. A pint? You must be an Inverness girl. Aye. What about you? A Glasgow wanker, I suppose. Aye. Born and bred. Ugh, my mother's side of the clan are from Glasgow. My sister got all their wanker genes. Well, anyone <laughs> from the homeland is welcome here, even if she is from Inverness. Let me toast to your health. Cheers, mate. You're dead brilliant. Not bad for a century old bit of drink. Oh, your bum's out the windy. That's near about ten years old. I mean, relationally. Typical Inverness girl. Bladdered after one pint of the Glenfiddich. Bladdered? I'll drink you under the bloody table, mate. That's what I'll do. Poor. Bit of a bad day you're having. <laughs> I've been trapped on a malfunctioning spaceship with a couple of incompetent crew members. A bear swamp that's constantly trying to kill us. A forgettable computer, a sentient bomb, and a couple of robot assassins, one of whom looks just like my wanker sister. Today, I've just been zapped back to Earth 100 years before my birth, kidnapped by the American government, and now I'm sitting here with you. Laddie, that's pretty much a win in my book. You're daft. Quit pulling Orin's leg. Who's Orin? I am. Orin McGregor. But then I catch your name, lassie. Jesse. Now, does not just take the haggis. Jesse's the name of me wee bairn. She's just two months old today. That's funny. Jesse McGregor was the name of my great-great-grandmother. You know your family history that far back. Well, I'm named after her. She was a bit of a legend. She was the only one in our family to be born in America. Aye. And she... Oh, bloody hell! You're my great, great, great granddad! All right, that's enough. Pay up and get out. You've had your two pints. I say, they've been on a spaceship. I don't suppose you'd give me a family discount, granddad. Your doors are so fragile. Wait! Who in God's name did you find me? We used this map of Little Glasgow that we got from Human Olivia. Who? Oh, hello. Uh, Dr. Hermione Pickle, cartographer. Come along, Jesse. We need to get back to the cave. We may have found a way back to the ship. I didn't want to go back to the ship. But if I put a shirt on at the same time, two other improbable things happen. We can go home. This pickle lady is one. We just need to find another improbable event and we're set. Hey, shirtless goat. You broke my door, and she drank nearly $300 with a scotch. And now either someone pays up or I call the cops. He's my great-great-great-grandfather. Yep, that'll do. I'm sorry for the door. We'll pay for the repairs as well as any outstanding bar tabs. I'm also sorry for this. But what? Say goodnight, Gracie. 
He's coming with us. Generations of family therapy start here. <gasps> Hold your horses, buckaroos. Dr. Lagrange, what is it? I've been crunching some numbers, doing some thinking. Also, I've watched a lot of Star Trek. If this is going to work, we probably need to recreate the original conditions as closely as possible. Yes, I see what you're saying. We need to be exactly where we were when we materialized. And your friends need to be exactly where they were. But assuming they literally swapped places with us, they're in space on the Oz-9. 121 years in the future. How can we possibly get some instructions? Oof, that's another doozy. I've got a watch that can record messages. It's pretty neat. Studebaker, what good is that going to do us if we need to get it to space? In the future? Uh, tell me, Frau Section Chief, does this time period have something called the, uh, Western Union? I think that's still a thing. Oh, uh, yes, it is. There's one just two blocks over, according to this map that I just happen to have. Come, we have a second to spare. I have a genius idea. Fascinating, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes? No. Terrible. Hey, are you just going to let this go on? <laughs> oh, I thought scenes just set themselves. Everything is situational. And this situation calls for a professional. <clears throat> Meanwhile, in the French Lick Cave, Mrs. Sheffield studies the now inactive dimensional doorway. Chet, this is ridiculous. The Admiral is gone, the EMF has vanished, and all Nanny McFreak here has done is stare at the wall. Let's go, I don't know, take over the world? We will, darling. If Mrs. S here can figure out how to power this thing back up, we can control all of time and space. What we're trying to figure out is why when Skip and company ran through that door, it powered off. Yes, it's not just that they went through my little faux fatale. It's just, well, it's that all five people went through the door at once. Hmm, interesting. What makes five people walking through a door interesting? I've shoved packs of ten into my boomer den back home with no issues. Hmm, Yes, what you need to understand, my dear, is that both here in French Lake and on that door's far side, things rarely work as one would expect, <laughs> as even under optimal circumstances, which oh, there never are. Uh, for every person, you see, walking through this door, there's an energy flow, an equilibrium that must be kept. <laughs> see, five people using that portal at once, well, things could get um, wacky or Wackier. <laughs> yes, that's a frightening thought. Uh, Chet, dearest, be a German. Let Mrs. S uh, use your phone for a moment, will you? Sure thing, sexy. Thank you, darling. Hey! <laughs> As I suspected, the electricity from the phone jumps right to it. It's negatively charged, you see. This door is dormant as a dormouse. A dead dormouse doing drugs daily, dying. It's dead. My phone sure is. Apple Care isn't going to cover that. Drained would be more apropos. You see, transporting not one, not two, but five people. It's, uh, it's sapped its battery, so to speak. Yes. So, you know, we need to, to charge her back up if we're to, to bring things back to what passes for... Normal. Where are we going to draw up that much power? 
I doubt we can keep throwing Chet's personal electronic devices at it. Oh, heavens no. No, 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 no. It, it, it couldn't even muster the spark to jumpstart a Ford Cortina. Hmm? Ha <laughs> ha. No, we'll need to find other options. How fit are you, Chet? About how much energy have I generated now? Oh, uh, sorry, I lost myself for a moment. Uh, let, let me just just check. Uh, ah, yes, you've generated precisely 67.2 units of how on earth would I know? Mm-hmm. Keep rowing. Are you sure this is an old-timey rowing machine from the hotel spa up above? Because it's kind of got more of a... Spanish Inquisition torture device vibe mm. to it. Oh, that's with mm. so many things in Indiana, you know. It's so hard to gauge the original intent. But, you know, keep at it, Wilson Phillips. Chet? Uh, that too. Uh, this, uh, this flywheel contraption we rigged. <clears throat> that I've rigged. Oh, very well, Kathy Credit. This flywheel that you've rigged seems to be charging up the door very nicely. It better be charging something. It opened. Oh, indeed it did. Can I stop? Heavens no. Rose, slave I was just asking. It's closed again. You don't think we imagined it, do you? Ahoy! I'm back from the most amazing excursion. Oh. H-R-R, you're... Gone again. The the doorway seems to be allowing peeks into the multiverse, but it's not staying open. It must need more charge. Row! Row, you pile of useless muscle! Ow! Where'd you get that cat of nine tails from? Doesn't everyone carry one? You know, just in case. Row! Jeez. Oh, Athena... Another time, another place, we could have been bosom buddies, hmm? You dream. <laughs> Can I have a go? Ah, ah I'm back well, again. There are the most amazing worlds through this door. Are, are those sorcerer's robes you're wearing, HR? Oh, why, yes! A wizard, a badger, and a nice man from Chicago invited me on something called a podcast. Quite the barbaric custom, but I applied. Oh, dear. Yes, he's bouncing between worlds, isn't he? Whip the boy harder, will you? Row! Whip! I'm going as fast as I can. Ow! Ow! Stop! Whip him! I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but this is... Admiral, what are you wearing? What a world I saw! There they made me one of the 15 CEOs of Omnicorp. Let me tell you, our Bruce's party was lit! Admiral? The Admiral no longer exists. All praise the Amelia Project. You could make a lot of money as a cabbie in Baltimore, I'm here to tell you. So many evil corporations in the multiverse. Let that poor girl in space be, Caldwell Enterprises. All she wanted was some cheese. Well, I was just about to tell Jean Yue how he can stop his jaunting forever. Is that a dress? My manager Dave got me back in the good graces of the Kardashians. I'm uncancelled, bitches! Oh, this is getting out of hand. Getting? I'm mayor of Nightville. I found all the Limetown people. I was weird, I was rude, I stayed alive. 
Yes, I'm legendary anchorman Bill Curtis. We need more power. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Alright, everyone. Oh, good grief. You'd think super spies would be in decent shape. Fine. I'll just wait here and talk to myself, shall I? Why are you so fast? Ever been chased by a carnivorous plant? Alligator in zero-G? No? Perhaps when you lead a less sheltered life, you'll understand. Sheltered life? Hey, we are super spies. Not for long at that pace. So what do we do now? I don't see the door we came through. My God, is that a brightling? Would you mind coming back here? Yes, it's a very nice watch. Don't tap on the pod glass, please. You never know what you'll awaken. That model dates back to our time. And here it is a hundred plus years later, still ticking. I gotta get me one of those. That is impressive craftspersonship. Craftpersonship? I've known contortionists who couldn't tie themselves in that many knots. Unlike many, we believe in our diversity oath. Bowden, we're going home, not window shopping. Get over here. <gasps> Hang on. Let me see that. Please don't. When that door opens, I want you to be ready to be shoved through it. Not that it hasn't been lovely having you. Oh my god, it is! It's the exact watch I bought Bowden for his birthday! Me? You bought me a Breitling? Gloria, you can't afford that. I was buying it used from Dr. Studebaker. A trading, actually. For what? A mint in box Sports Illustrated football phone. Uh, that scans. Well, Jesus! If it's the exact watch, you are meant to retrieve it. I gotta say, I'm liking the bell idea. I'm more of a Bulgari man myself, but a Breitling is nice. You're thinking it's some sort of message meant for us? Makes sense. How else are Zelda and Cole going to communicate? You think they somehow figured out how to get a lady 120 years in the future to wear an antique men's watch when she got on board a spaceship? I'm sure at some point you'll have a fascinating slideshow on just how they did, are doing, will do, will be doing this, but perhaps we might figure out... What it means first? The watch says 438. 
What time is it now? It is always just the leading edge of the cocktail hour. That's all I need to know. Who has a watch on? Anyone? It's uh, 4.28 Earth time in French Lick, if that matters. That's just a difference of ten minutes. What do you think it means? Is that when the door opens? There's only one way to find out. We have to thaw this lady out and ask. There's a button on the side here. Should I push it? Ah, go on. Let's see what happens. Mr. Moncrief. Huh? Is your name Bowden Moncrief? Yes. Who the hell are you? Western Union. We've been holding this watch for you. Actually, a bunch of us at the office were kind of hoping maybe you could shed some light on the subject. You see, we've had this watch in our possession for the past 121 years. It was given to us with the explicit instructions that it be delivered to a man with your description answering to the name of Bowden Moncrief on board the Oz-9. We actually had a little bet about... Oh, I don't feel so well. Ah, uh, did you just oh, melt? Oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. Ugh. Like I have to update the passenger list again. Okay, this one is my fault. Bowden, look! The light on the watch is blinking. Oh, is this one of those watches that can record messages? Oh, those are so neat! McGrath, Bowden, Gloria, Granger, and possibly Admiral Fletcher. Assuming you've figured out the watch and are hearing this message, the door will be opening again in four minutes. You must be standing in exactly the spots you were in when you came through, or the exchange will not happen correctly. And you'll possibly be spaghettified. Would you back up? You are absolutely exhausting sometimes. Who was that other voice? It sounded oddly familiar. Could you people please be quiet? I don't know about all of you, but I have a project I'd like to return to in one piece. Putting the Christmas tree lights in Roy GB of order isn't a project, Skip. It's just weird. And I guarantee you I'm going to mess them up again. Are you all standing where you were when you got here? I have no idea where I was standing. We came from a cave under Indiana to a spaceship. I wasn't exactly paying attention. Okay, hang on. I did catch my reflection in a pod as I came through. And I remember it caught me at 17 degrees off my ideal profile. So if it was the pod, and it was, I remember the Armani tie, I must have been about here. And you dropped my hand to smooth down your hair, so I was here. Triangulation by vanity. Hmm. More common than you might think, actually. Time's nearly up all places. Leet is coming back to me. And if you make a mess of him, there won't be much left of you. All right. I don't suppose you could uh, take this goopy body with you? Uh, no. I was here. How do you know that? A truly excellent operative always knows his, her, or their precise position in space at all times. And I'm working on it. What about you, Ms. McGrath? Well, if Skip was there, I was probably about to make fun of his butt, which would put me right about here. You should be situated now. Please stand very, very still. Bowden, no screaming. It is deeply disturbing. He's never heard me scream. Yes, I have. Counting down. 30, 29. Come on, you lot. I'm not stranding my team in the future because you four couldn't move your asses fast enough. Look, I had to lug my Tobogut's grand-grand-granddad all the way down here. You can suck it up. Look, we accomplished three impossible things here before lunch. So let's just shut up and be proud of ourselves while Missy Pooh here zaps us back to the future. 
for the love of all that's holy, Agent Granger, just get wherever you need to be. What? Save 10% off your first Squarespace site with the code ADMIRAL. What was that? Chet oh. Phillips. Hey, Zelda. We're just trying to reopen a dimensional portal using antique gem equipment. Want to run up to the spa and grab a stationary bike and join us? I think you could use the workout. Mrs. Sheffield? Oh, Theo, darling. How nice to see you. Pull up an hour, will you? Ah, Liebchen, you is here too? Mind if I whip you? Enough with the talking. Let's make an improbability bomb. Vaughn, Dr. Pickle, who sounds impossibly like Olivia. Present. Or future. Ugh, this is very stressful. Two, Jessie, impossibly meeting her own ancestor. Aye. Sorry, great-great-granddad. Hope you survive this. Though, since you already had my great-grandmother, no skin off my back either way. Three, Leet, put on this shirt. I don't know. It's kind of warm in here. Leet! Okay, okay. It's kind of tight, but it really shows off my ass. This is going to take so many files to write up. How can I even properly date them? I'm uh, sure you'll figure something out. Hey, look, it's our counterparts. You're very handsome. Oh, Aww, thank you. you. Oh, skip oh, section Chief. Bode, and Gloria. I am so happy to see all of oh, you. Oh, us too, section chief. The future is a terrible place. Everyone is invisible, or a zebra! Tell you what, though, they make a mean invisible martini. Buy stock in Western Union. Finally, we can stop rowing. I guess you're gonna arrest us now, huh, Skippy? Honestly, I don't even care as long as I don't have to row. Wait, where's the Admiral? Alas, my dear HRR did not come back through. Ah, back in my own time, oh. Mrs. Sheffield. What a rending of the human spirit we've oh. shared. Oh, Raptor! <laughs> oh, Admiral, you are truly the healing fungus on the vestigial foot of life. I have always said so myself. Yes, I guess with the door fully powered, your jaunts through time have ended. Ah, and I see you've brought me back my cane. Madam, <laughs> it's all yours. Oh, very good. Uh, now, remember HRR, Gated Galaxies. Hmm? Now, just form the business as an LLC, and history will thank you for it. My limited liability will know no bounds. Oh, I've missed you. Oh, uh, just give it a wipe. <clears throat> Doodle Pip, darling, perhaps we'll uh, meet again sometime. Hmm? <laughs> so long, and thanks for all the, you know... <laughs> Ta-ta! Bye! Well, I never want to talk or even think about any of that ever again. I do kind of want popcorn, though. Well, you can have some. I just took a few with me. Wait! What happened to Chet? He's gone! He got away again? No! I told him not to stand too close to that stupid door. Oh, Chet, you beautiful dummy. Who am I going to whip now? Oh, for Bruce's sake, I was not expecting to be teleported today. Are you the group of malfunctioning, hyper-cybernetic shoe salesman bots I'm supposed to fix? Out-of-warranty sentient scooters? Kleptomaniac space train conductors? 
Oh, Bruce. Mm, close enough. Well, there you have it, space monkeys. Everything back in its place. I hate to admit it, but I couldn't have gone through that without you. Would you consider a permanent partnership? Uh, sorry. I read the plot outline for your next season. Good luck getting through the Who Killed Dr. Theo plotline. What? It was Donna. What? Spoilers. Jesus. Oh, well, there you have it, space monkeys. No, you know what? Now I just feel soiled. If you listened to this and somehow understood it, God have mercy on your soul. The universe can only handle so much lunacy at once, so we can only hope that the download numbers of this travesty don't encourage the powers that be to attempt it again. Until that doomsday scenario, Space Monkeys, narrator out. You've been listening to, in alphabetical order, Ashley Banks as Athena O'Brien, Pete Berry as Christados O'Brien, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Aaron Clark as Lady Chantrise, Richard Cowan as Leet, J. Michael DeAngelis as Larry Hastings, David S. Deer as Dr. Theo Brome, Faith Dougan as Section Chief Zelda Anders, John Dougan as Dr. Biff Studebaker, June Clark Eubanks as The Albatross, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Kevin Hall as Greg, Jill Ivey as The Western Union Woman, Bob Killian as The Admiral and Oren, Chris Klinecki as Skip Granger, Paige Klinecki as Gloria Kovac, Eric Perry as Dr. Von Habesetzer and Joe, Shannon Perry as Olivia, Madeline, and Dr. Pickle, Nozzle Sarkaya as Mackenzie McGrath, Tim Sherburn as Colin, Dave Stanger as Bowden Moncrief, Kirk White as Chet Phillips, Karen Yang as Dr. Carol Lagrange, with me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator, and Kevin McGrath as the mission voice. Our music was by Pete, Barry, and John Failing. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks and J. Michael DeAngelis. Do all podcast directors have three names? This episode was written by Shannon Perry, Pete Berry, J. Michael DeAngelis, and John Dalgan. Sound mixing and editing was by Pete Berry. Mission Rejected is written and produced by Pete Berry, J. Michael DeAngelis, and John Dalgan. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Until next time, Space Monkeys. I'm going to bed. Wait, you're telling me Leek put on a shirt? Ah, yeah, and it saves the universe. Feeling pretty great. Oh, no. Well, it just goes to show, can't be messing with the tightly woven tapestry that is space and time. My Grammy always taught me. Uh, tell me about it. The minute those weirdos went back to their own time, my popcorn machine went back on the fritz. I'm just glad nothing like that is ever going to happen again. What is happening? Uh, excuse me, is this the Discovery audition? I'm up for Sad Kelpie in number three. Oh no, I'm having potato hallucinations. Who are you? Hi, Larry Hastings, bass baritone. I am Christatos O'Brien, the world's greatest criminal mastermind. And I demand that you take us to your leader. Can either of you gentlemen fix a popcorn machine? Uh, no. Albatross? Yes. Permission to whip. Thank you.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punching fists. Yeah, they're always ready. Now I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? <laughs> I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. I, okay. Okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser. And yes. then what? And then if I tell you to. Yep. We're going to punch it. The dresser? <laughs> <laughs> You said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. Like a party? (laughs) Like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is... Back upright, all the drawers are back inside, but now it is next to the window, and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now. 